So, Ryan, welcome to the Hustle and the Houses podcast, mate. How are things today? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on it, mate. No worries, and I thank you for coming on. Um, so, for people who don't know you, Ryan, how did you get started in the property? I know we had a brief conversation before, and we kind of have a similar background in terms of what we've done, like estates yep. and stuff like that. So, I'll let you tell it. Where did it all start for you? Yeah, so it all started for me probably back in about 12, about 2015, somewhere around that kind of time, probably just before. Um, I was working for Volkswagen in parts, parts sales at the time. And for me, I think it came down to not wanting to work for somebody else. And I knew that even if you create your own business, I mean, I trained originally out of college as a plasterer. So for me, it was like I had a shoulder injury, so that's why I stopped that. But for me, if it was to create my own business, I didn't want a business really that I had to massively work in and, and still probably have to work all the way up until retirement just to be able to earn a half decent living potentially. Um, mm. I knew there had to be more to life than that. So um, I went looking, went digging and property was, was the thing. I came across all these different strategies and things that people are doing. And for me, it was like, right, from that moment, I needed to I needed to get out of this line of work and I needed to learn as much as I physically could about property. And that's when it clicked and I was and I thought to myself, well, I need to learn from inside the industry. So best place to start, a state agency. So um yeah, I actually dropped my wage in half just to go and do it. And people were telling me I was absolutely mad and insane. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But yeah, no, it's the best decision I ever made. So it started back then, joined the states, joined, I think it was Hart, I joined. Um so quite a reputable one. The training that they gave me there was second to none. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. Probably the best job I had at the time. Um, yeah, so it kind of started from there, really. I love that, mate. It's, like I say, it's very, very similar to mine. I was, um, don't get me wrong, I wasn't on a great wage anyway, but I left uh, a sort of, tw- you know, 12-hour factory job where it's not the greatest money in the world, but because you do no. the hours, you tend to, get, tend to end up getting decent money. And uh, I went to a state agency, same sort of thing. Me, me, me way to split in half and exactly the same as you. I just wanted to learn about property. So I thought best place to start, estate agency. So I did exactly. that. And uh, very, very similar to you, mate. But it's not about me today, obviously. It's about you. So <laughs> um, so what what happened after that? Then you obviously got into a state agency um, to learn about property. Do, do, do you think it helped massively? In oh, business? it helped. Yeah, no end. It helped no end. It was more to understand the conveyance inside of things and, and how a purchase and a sale of a house actually works. And yeah, to learn from the inside and to be put under target-driven atmosphere where you, I mean, you, you're pushed on how many calls you have to make a day. I mean, we were, I don't know about yourself, but we were targeted like 75 outbound calls a day. And it's like, we're only a small branch. But yeah, uh, yeah you just gotta, gotta pick up the phones and just speak to as many people as you can. And to get that experience as well, um, that that also massively helped um, getting over the fear of, of being on the phone or speaking to people you don't know or not really understanding it. Because um, like you'll appreciate as well, jumping from an industry that's nothing like it into that, yeah, you almost feel like, well, I've got to make all these phone calls, but I don't have a clue what I'm talking about at the moment. I'm still learning. <laughs> and you've got to make these phone calls from yeah. day one. But you soon pick it up. And for me, yeah, the experience from it was second to none. And I didn't, I spent probably around 12 months, 12 months doing it. And then the reason why I ended up leaving, um, leaving the industry was, um, my partner, we heard, fell pregnant. So, and I'd actually took a call from, um, 
a recruitment agency that I hadn't, hadn't been looking for a job or anything. Um, I was happy to stay as an estate agent, but uh, I had a call from a, a recruitment agent that basically gave me an offer that I couldn't really refuse. It came with all sorts of benefits, sort of like uh, like um, uh, private health care, etc., stuff like that. And I thought, and, and the bonus scheme was amazing. And I thought, with a baby on the way, first child. Yeah, you know, it just makes sense. I've I've learned a lot through the industry. I felt ready to start going into it as an investor, or mm. do you know what I mean with these strategies. So, and I was ready to start taking on my education towards the property investment side of it on another level as well. I wanted to step that up rather than just industry based um, as a job. I wanted to learn more about the strategies and and how I'm going to implement my own business and turn it into something for myself. Um, so I thought I could probably step back away a little bit and go into the, this other job and I can start to then implement it and, and go from there. And that's, yeah. so that's pretty much what I did, did next, but that was more, again, it was on the phones. It was a sales job. It was in, in, in the mode trade again, um, selling suspension, um, for cars. So again, it was a target driven atmosphere. It was on the phones again. Um, the hours were good. So I could kind of start implementing little things myself and, and get into the property industry. Yeah. I love that, man. It's like I say, it's, it's very, very similar to my journey. And with the estate agency, one thing that I learned, which was massive, was um, obviously learn how to do comparables of the houses that sell and stuff like that. But yeah. one thing that's massive is I think a lot of people think you can just walk into an estate agent with you know, you know, six donuts and they'll start giving you deals. Yes, you soon realize when you're on the inside what motivates an estate agent, and usually it's the branch making money, isn't it? Like using them. It is. Stuff like that. So I think that's a massive thing that I, I learned. Um, but so the recruitment, when you worked for, when you went to your next job, how long, so what did you do there and how long was it until you, you realized, okay, property's the way? Yep. So what happened then is I spent probably, probably around three years there. Uh, during that time, I formed a property sourcing business, which was another factor as to why I moved out of state agency because um, I don't know if anybody that's not aware, obviously a property sourcing business is also considered an estate agency business. So for me, conflict of interest, working for one, owning one, um, thought it makes sense to just move move away, take this other job, open that at the same time and go from there and build on it. Um, but that that didn't really go to plan. Opened it with a business partner um, that I'd known for years, very good friend of mine, um, and that pretty much ended the friendship. So it didn't really go too well. We did try to do it on a mass budget. We stretched ourselves too far. And it didn't really didn't really take off so for me that that had a massive effect on me mentally because it was all i ever wanted and it was what i ever wanted to do so it it took its toll it took its toll on me and that's probably then spent like i say a couple more years still at this new place thinking how am i going to get myself back into this what am yeah. i going to do um i'd already kind of put myself out there a little bit and you know what i mean the, the embarrassment the shame that all kicks in you start to get into a bad place like and thinking what am i going to do now this is going to be me for the rest of my life. But no, and then literally COVID hit, COVID hit. And then I was put on furlough and life kind of changed a little bit from then. And I thought to myself, no, I do need to start thinking about what I'm going to do. I do need to think of how I'm going to get back into properties. It's what I want to do. I feel like it's my calling, so I've got to do it. And the opportunity came to take voluntary redundancy. So I did it. So I took it. I spoke to my brother and he was like, look, I can, he has his own workshop. He's a bench joiner. And he basically said, look, I can, I can call for your wages if you want to join me. So I was like, right, okay, let's do it. So I took the voluntary redundancy, joined him and spent three years in a, in a workshop <laughs> learning how to be a carpenter. 
<laughs> so that was completely different, completely different. But it was good because we made a certain product and we shipped it worldwide as well. So um, we had quite a few different customers worldwide, um, like semi-wholesalers and also retail as well. But that was yeah. pretty cool. So I could help bring my corporate business from working in an office and sales and that type of thing into his business to help help with that and help expanding and reaching out to different places and stuff. So that was also a massive experience as well for me. And during that time, I've just been literally passing on everything I know about property to my brother. Yeah. And basically inspiring him to, to, to want to do something as well. And that's where in the last, I'd say the last 12 months this year, I'd say it started pretty much January where we started really going right let's actually do something we want to set up a business we want to really do this we're going to start going looking at our training and education again and we're going to go for it and uh yeah and, and then within six months so come june um we joined we joined the community a property community and we've not looked back since and we've, we've we're now surrounded by a lot of property entrepreneurs with multiple different size portfolios and we've just gone for it we've pretty much gone for it we put the tools down six months ago and was like right this is the time to do this now we secured enough to get ourselves over for so many months um in wages and it was like we just go hell for leather at this yeah that's incredible mate and obviously even though you had the bad experience with a sort of partner business partner in in your source and business you still leave it work with your brother but yeah what why do you think that is? Is it do you have different skills? Is it what why do you think why do you think it's worked with your brother and didn't work with it the last time? Yeah, good question. To be honest, I would say the reasons why it's worked with my brother is because of our own personal situations as well. We're in pretty much fight or flight mode and we know that we're both gonna literally we would go to war for each other pretty much. Yeah. We have that kind of relationship. So yeah, we would literally go to war for each other. So I think there's probably not another person on this planet that I'd rather be doing it with. And yeah, I think we both push each other. We both help each other. We inspire each other and we both definitely got each other's backs. So it's, I think that just gives us both a lot of confidence moving forward. I love that, mate. And like I say, I know I've repeated myself a couple of times, your story is very similar to mine. I've got a brother as well. And wow. it's the, I'm trying to get him into the property. He's, he's, he's bought a, he's bought one now. He's, he's done his own stuff like that. And he's, he's doing it really well. Yeah. Um, we have that that inseparable bond as well, but so obviously then you you went on to you you went full throttle. Oh, what 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 happened from there after you you left your job, you you fight off flight mode. What what happens now? Basically, what happened then is we we went straight out there to go on a mission to to get our first HMO project. We've got we've got a friend business partner as well that's uh, also is a project manager, architect, and planning <laughs> consultant. So we was like, right, great the way between three of us, we know that we we can put these deals together. Um, and we know we can do multiple of them. And so we was like, right, we set out we set out to go to go and get a HMO deal straight away. And within within a couple of months, a month or two, we managed to get our first HMO offer accepted on a on a deal without even viewing it. <laughs> without even viewing it and we got the offer accepted because we knew it works and we followed the framework that we're framework that we taught as well. And yeah, it went from there and we just went on a mission to raise raise the funds. We put us we heavily put ourselves on social media, um, just to bring the awareness and just to get people interested and just to show what we're doing, hopefully inspire others as well. Mm-hmm. And to do the same thing. And from there we managed to 
find our first first investor, our first joint venture partner that came in and said, "Yeah, I'll fund this deal." So we was like, "Yes, <laughs> well done." So yeah, so we're we're on the process. That deal at the moment is currently in the conveyance and process. Planning's been been um, put in place. We're still waiting to hear back for for that one. Um, we've had a lot of good news with the town planner anyway. So we're really, really, really confident. We then went straight out and thought, "Let's go get another one." <laughs> Let's go get another one. So we've got we've got two more new ones now, uh, offers accepted. And we're now on a mission to raise funds on that, so which is what we're actively doing now. And we've also started our rent to SA business as well. So we're looking at rent service accommodation, sourcing our own deals as well, but also sourcing for others. And um working closely with uh, with with a few different people as well in this business in the industry that are already doing it. And uh yeah, over the last last few days, we've we've viewed loads of properties. We've we've had lots of conversations with letting agents, and we're uh, hopefully about to close on our first handful of rent to SA deals. So, it's, um, congratulations, so, mate! That's that's absolutely Um Even though you had a few setbacks at the start, you kept grinding, didn't you? And look, it's obviously it's obviously paid off. Yeah, to be honest, you need the setbacks because for me, if I didn't have those bad experiences and that that whole dark period for myself. I don't think I'd be where I am now in a sense because I know now that at the end of the day that, that I'm not I'm not going to let that happen again. Do you know what I mean? It's for me. It's it's do whatever it takes really now. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, well, completely. So the the first HMO you've got them. Where's that? Is that Leicester based? Because I know you're Midlands based, aren't you? Yeah, we're based in Leicester, but the the uh, the deal is actually in Northamptonshire. Which is only like forty-five minutes away from us, so it's not far. It's yeah. not far, so we can be close to that. And we've got the we've got the refurb teams that can go over there and, and do the deals anyway. So, yeah, we we are looking in Leicester as well. Leicester's is going to be one of our areas. Um, but for anyone that don't know, Article Four is uh, is a massive thing in Leicester, and it is yeah. something that we want to tackle, and we do want to prove to people round here that it can be done in Article Four, and you can get the GDBs that uh, that we say we can get. Yeah, brilliant, mate. And what, what, so the, the, this HMO that you're going for now, the, the first one that's still going through conveyance, and what are the sorts of, how, how big is that for a start? So it's actually, it's actually a two bed that we're converting to a six bed. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people don't think that that's possible either, <laughs> going from two to six, but it yeah. is a large two. It is a large two. I'll give it that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's all in your, it's all in the plans. It's all, um, it's all there. And yeah, we can get, we can get six rooms out of it. Amazing, mate. Well, it's all come together, hasn't it? With obviously your brother and then the, the your mate who's the architect, and oh, is, it, is it a sort of three way split? Is it? And you're going all together and and getting it done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, between us and then obviously the investor um, that's in on the deal as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, between the three of us and then and then the investor. Spot on, mate. Well, yeah, absolutely flying. So the SAs then, what what what's your plan with the SAs? I know you said you've got a few deals coming. What's the plan with them? Yeah, the plan for them is we're working closely with somebody and sourcing them through for for, for his business um, that we work with, and we're also yeah taking on as many as we can for ourselves as well. So yeah. we're um, we've got a couple of different business partners, and we're uh, yeah we're we're hoping to be able to take on multiple SA units over the next few months across a couple of different cities. Again, is that North Northampton? Is it or is that uh, Leicester? Uh, no, it's uh, Midlands. So we've got the uh, Nottingham, Derby, Leicester. Um, yeah, any city really. I mean, even even Birmingham, Cardiff. Um, so we've got business partners in Cardiff as well. So yeah. um, we're going to be heavily involved in Cardiff as well. Manchester, 
Yeah, yeah. As many as many citizens as we can, really, to be honest, because one of the partners that we work for that we're we're, we're sourcing for is is currently operating in seventeen different locations anyway. So, yeah, you're not you're obviously not shy of obviously going out to other cities and towns and stuff like that. Because I know some people like myself, I'm a bit like that. I probably wouldn't go out of Liverpool, the world, which is you know no more than half an hour, forty five minutes to me. But some people yeah. are clearly making it work. So. What, what are your thoughts on that, going to different cities and towns that not, not really scare you, not really bother you at all? Yeah, no, not really, to be fair, especially with service accommodation, because I feel most towns and cities will work for a service accommodation, and as long as you know what it is that you're looking for and and you do your right, the correct due diligence and you know you know your numbers, you know your, your nightly rates, then it can be done. And then it's just a case of having teams around you, having systems in place, um, to be able to make sure that you can operate in different cities, because you're going to need you're going to need stages. You're going to need someone to take photographs for for yeah. it. You're going to need all sorts of things. Even if you are doing slight refurbs too, you're going to need people over there. So, yeah, it's being able to to leverage other people and use your net, use your wider network to uh, to put systems in place. Yeah, brilliant. So by the sounds of things, these are all going to be managed and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some local, local. I want to. I do want to get my hands dirty and learn learn how to manage these properties myself as well. But we will also use management agents as well for, for a lot of them. And especially we work closely with one, so it'll, it'll teach us as we go along as well how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, it, it sounds like you've only just started, but really you've been you've been digging at it for a few years, haven't you? So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it might look like a sort of overnight success where you've all of a sudden got all these projects going on, but you've really been digging at it for years. Made some kudos yeah. to you. And your brother as well. That's so, is, the, is, your, is your brother's business? Have you stopped that now? Is, have you slowed that down? Or pretty much stopped it. Yeah, we pretty much stopped it. We just we just put the tools down. I think it was like around June, July. Just put the tools down and was like, let's just go full on for this. Spot on, mate. So the the plans for the future then is it is it more HMOs? Is it more SAs or both? Yeah, it's both. To be honest, there's that. I, I would love to get into supported living. Yeah, that's also something that I want to do is, is support the living because it's it, again, it's not just about the money; it's about like what you leave behind and how you help people as well. So, yeah, supported living seems to be something that really interests me. And yeah, I just want to for me, I just want to to be honest, I just want to use property to be able to because between me and my brother, we also have allotments. You see, we like to grow vegetables, so we actually want to be able to use property to be able to provide a space where we can help bring people that. But children, probably children in need, and even um, people with autism or different brink can come camps to, to the place and learn, have a nice, safe place to learn about growing vegetables and, and all sorts and things like that. So, it's not always all about the money, is it? It's about helping people, isn't it? And that's clearly yeah. what you're out to do. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I know you said about community earlier, so the property community. How yeah. benefit is that to you? Has that, been, has that been a massive part, do you think? Oh, it's huge, absolutely huge. In these last six months, like we've just accelerated massively because of the people that we're now around. And to be part of that is just, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world, to be honest. I, I feel like generally I owe, I owe that group my life, to be honest, because the way things have changed for us in the last six months and how we've transformed as people, um, it's not just, it's not all just knowledge. It's, it's you, you can soak in as much data as you want, but that's not going to get you anywhere. It's, being put outside your comfort zone and being made to, to take the right action. And as soon as you start taking the right action and you trust the process and follow the steps, then you'll do, you'll, you'll succeed. Yeah. I love that, mate. I love that. And obviously clearly going back to the start, you've clearly got 
an entrepreneurial spirit because you left school and you, you went into plastering in, in an ideal world to start a plastering business. You had your shoulder injury and it didn't stop there. You were constantly, constantly grinding. To someone who's at the sort of start of their journey now, maybe if they have clicked onto it early, you know, 16, 17 and they're looking yeah. to start business, or even if they're 13 plus in there and they're just getting onto property, what would your, what would some tips be? What would, what would you say the best bet to go, you know, the best route to go down? My advice, my advice for the younger ones, um, and it's funny you say that because I actually had somebody, I was shopping for a TV in Curry's for my son's birthday not long ago, and he happened to mention HMOs, and then he asked me about it, and he was a young guy, and he said, oh, I've been thinking, why did you get into it? I told him about a state agency and what I did, and he, and he basically was like, do you know what? I've been thinking about that. I was like, do it. The best decision you could ever make. If you're young, just just go for it. It's, it's the one industry that can really, really change your life. So... For me, yeah, if I was young, I would advise anybody to go and learn to be an estate agent and just learn from the inside. You don't even have to do it for long because once, yeah. once you get going, you, you, once you understand it and you understand the benefits of it and how it can change your life, yeah, I'd just go for it. Don't be afraid to go for it, even if you've never worked on the phones. Yeah. And for the people that are older and even the younger people, what I would say is, again, you're going to, throughout property, during the journey, there's going to be challenges that are going to be really uncomfortable and you are going to have to do things that you probably wouldn't necessarily do or and stuff like that. So, yeah, to just be willing to do whatever it takes and to do, do things outside your comfort zone. That's where you've got to really push yourself is to do things you've not done before. It's yeah. not like any other industry, really. It's, it's, it's a people business, but it can be lonely. But you, so you've got to surround yourself with the right people. You took all the right steps, mate, most definitely. But and I completely agree with the estate agent thing. I think even sales. I think if you if you mm. in nineteen, you can get into a sales job. It's it, the, the the confidence it gives you and and it puts you outside your comfort zone completely. Yeah. So yeah. I had a moving business and I had a a younger lad, eighteen, nineteen, um, come work for me one day and we we're in the farm and I didn't know he was into it at all and he started speaking about property and I was oh, yeah. like. Oh, like, and then we got chat, and I still speak to him now. I was texting him. I text him all the time. He's, he's quite a good mate now. And um, I've been trying to get him into a state agency, just saying, just go, go into it and learn as much as you can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got the bills at the moment. Get in there, learn as much as you can, and save some dough and do what exactly. you can. Exactly. At that age, you've got all the enthusiasm and all the drive in the world. You're like, you should be you should be driven at that age anyway. We should Anybody should always be driven at any age. You can be driven at any age. But it, at that age, you've got no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you've got no excuse. But, you know, a lot of people are driven. A lot of people are driven. So where, where do you think your drive comes from, Ryan? Um, to be honest, I would say I've always kind of had it, but I would say it really ignited when we basically jumped off the cliff. Yeah. So when we pushed ourselves to the point where there is no return and, yeah, we've made decisions that, we can't go back on now. And so we put ourselves into fight or flight mode and I'm not suggesting to anybody just quit your job and go for it, but yeah, you need to do some things like that. There's going to be some sacrifices that you're going to have to make if you're really going to want to do it. Cause if, if you really, really want it, then you've got to just go, go and do it. Haven't you? Yeah. I completely agree, mate. I completely agree. So obviously you, you, you and your brother, you work together now, you create the business. What, what are the plans for the future for sort of 2024 and beyond for you and you and Aiden, your brother? Yeah, plans plans for us. We've got massive plans, to be honest. At the minute, we're kind of thinking semi-short term because we've only been in six months and we've, uh, we're have we already moving on a lot of things. So we kind of looked at things from 
quarter by quarter. But going into twenty twenty four, yeah, the goals the goals are to uh, for me start of the year first quarter we want we want at least five or six HMO projects underway. Underway at least, yeah, at least five or six HMO projects underway, and then I would love five to ten rental estate units of our own as well, plus a handful sourced if we can as well. I love it, mate. And like you say, if you've got the train, you've got the education. It's 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 all about following the steps, isn't it? Yeah. I've had a, you know some edu- obviously education and stuff like that. And I was never one to put myself out there, but I think when you really start putting yourself out there, holding yourself accountable, that's when things really really change, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It is. That's it. It's it's accountability. And a lot of people think to themselves, yeah, I can I can hold myself accountable. I can hold myself accountable. But you've got to be really disciplined if you can do that. So it yeah. is, you, you do need other people to hold you accountable. And if whether that be in the form of a, a group or an, or an individual or a coach or a mentor, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's all beneficial and I mean more beneficial if you have a coach or a mentor, but because they will push you. So, and they will hold you accountable. So yeah, some people tend to get accountability partners. They'll just find someone that they'll say, look, let's, let's hold each other accountable and we'll catch up every so on and stuff. But now, I think having a proper community around you, maybe a coach or a mentor around you as well, um, that will really, really, really excel yourself. Yeah, the accountability thing's massive as well. I, um, in all aspects of life, like, I'm terrible at the gym. Like, I try and commit to mm-hmm. it. But I, I've gotten it. We, I've been going for two years now. And since I was going for about, I was going a little bit before that, you know, I've got a friend that went with me. We were getting up at 6 a.m. going every morning because I didn't want him to be there on his own. And, no. And, in, in all aspects of life, I think. Yep. Uh, but going back to, you're very active on social media, aren't you? I know you're active on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we are, to be honest. Yes, yes, we are. You, you actually smashed it, mate. So is that is that one of the biggest things for you? Is it accountability? Because obviously it's, it's, it's clearly attracted investors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that helps with accountability 100%. And it helps spread the spread the awareness of who we are. Um, and it just gets yourself out there. Like you say, it gets people, gets the investors um, reaching out as well. It helps with bringing in bringing in investment. Um, it also helps inspire others as well. And you might you might touch on something that someone needed clearing up. So you might actually help somebody as well with it. But yeah, it's just literally a case of being on social media as much as possible, posting as much as we physically can, really. The idea is to either piss people off or get people interested. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ryan. I love it. But obviously, you're, you're, I think I looked down your page. You you were looking at even investing on some money, wasn't you, recently? Uh, lending out some money and getting a return. Is that right? Uh, we're looking for it. So we're looking to bring it in. Oh, yeah. for it. Short funds, long funds. Yeah. But when we, yeah, I would also, that's the kind of thing that we want to do as well, is, is be able to, and we've got good money coming in, then. Yeah. At the end of the day, money needs to make money. So if you've got, if I've got any spare, then I would always look to, that's to make money, money whether that's into another deal or into somebody else or, or whatever it be. You know? Yeah, the property community is a, a great community to be. It makes it feel like everyone, everyone is helpful, aren't they? Yeah, it is. I used to, I used to think it was, I used to think it was cliffy, but I never put myself out there. And when I put myself out there, that it was changes. It, it changes. Completely changes. Yeah, it uh, does. So yeah, Ryan, I think that's a, a good point to end on. So if anyone's mm. to to connect with you or invest with you or yeah, just pop your message, say hello and and, and speak. Where's best to find you, Ryan? Yeah, best place to find me is on Facebook. Find me on Facebook, Ryan Smith. You can find me on Instagram, which is uh, Ryan Property Smith, and uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Ryan Smith again. Um, find me on uh, any of those platforms. Brilliant, mate. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure to have you on, Ryan. Like I say, 
I resonate with your story a lot. Um, a lot of the things you say, you you remind me of yourself the journey, the journey you've sort of had. Yeah, and, and even the setbacks and stuff like that. I've had setbacks myself, and and you can get you down and you start feeling like, am I not this person that I I think I am, sort of thing. And and I think sometimes it's fuel to the fire, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, at the end of the day, like I said before, you've got to have these setbacks to be able to push forward, because not everything's ever going to be plain sailing. Especially in property, because problems will always come along. It's just how you get up and go again. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I say, Ryan, I've absolutely loved having you on. It's been a joy to speak to you. No, please, uh, anyway, honestly. No problem at all. It'll be it'll be great to obviously have Aiden on. Um, yeah. Have Aiden on, and then or oh, maybe have the boat for you on in six months' time and see where. Yeah, you're yeah. At. Definitely, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, mate. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. No problem. I'm sure you're gonna have a, an absolute flying start for 2024. So best yeah. of luck to you and your brother and and everyone Thanks else. No, I really appreciate it. And we'll, we'll stay in touch as well, man. Obviously, with the stories being pretty similar, it'd be good to have another chat. Most definitely, mate. If you're ever up north or ever down there, or hopefully we can connect in real life. Yeah, definitely, man. That'd be cool. Awesome. Thanks, mate. No problem. Take care. Cheers, mate.